Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Holiness Day by Day by Jerry Bridges. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. Thanks for joining me for this edition of the Gospel Everyday Podcast. My name is Minyoki. So I have a almost one-year-old baby girl, and seeing her develop is absolutely incredible. For those of you who have been parents before, I am in the midst of what's a really fun season. She yells, I yell back, she copies me, we play games, she's learning so much at the same time, and it's really, really fun to watch and really beautiful. One of the things that she's learned recently is shaking her head no, and As she was doing it, I was trying to figure out where she learned that, and I couldn't figure it out. There there was not one time when I told her, when I shook my head no, that this is how you say, this is how you say no. I do know that there were games where we were shaking our heads and being really silly, but somehow she's attributed the shaking of her head from side to side as her way of saying no. She's still at this age where it's not exactly always know that she's doing she's might be playing a game instead but there are specific times like when she's done eating where she'll shake her head no and it's amazing to see her grasping language and making decisions for herself now talking with other parents there's another stage that comes which is both fascinating and and a little sad as well and it's the first time a child lies or steals or breaks a rule. And parents, and I've seen this in my younger siblings when they did this for the first time, were flabbergasted. Where did that come from? What happened to my perfect child that always listens and does all the right things? Who teaches them to not tell the truth? Who teaches them not to follow the rules? Who teaches them to disobey? I go back to my own childhood And maybe you could even think of yours where you can succinctly remember getting in trouble for something that you didn't have to be taught to do. It was something that came from within that was natural in a way. I remember lying to my parents about several things when I was a little kid and feeling a little bit of remorse, but also feeling at the same time that it's maybe a part of what it means to be human. Now, I'm not saying that that is really what's supposed to be happening here, that it is truly the correct thing to to lie, to steal, to disobey, to be human. But what I am saying is this, that Adam's sin is our sin. When we look at children who are born into innocence, they know nothing of the world and can experience it fully without sin. But at some point in time, sin becomes a part of their story as well. It's because Adam's sin is our sin. Adam was created by God in love, to love, but also to be the head of his household, his household being all of humanity that is to come, that all of humanity would come from one man, and that would be Adam. So when Adam chose sin, and here sin is really not God. So Adam chose not God. He chose himself over the rule of God. He then set the pace for all humanity that 
we would all have that sin nature in us. And that is what we're seeing playing out in the young child who lies and cheats or steals for the first time. I'm not looking forward to it in my daughter, but I know it's coming. I know that the sin of Adam, the sin of humanity, is prevalent in all men, including my little one. That's a little bit of a sobering fact, but it's something that we have to live with. It's something that we have to identify within ourselves. It's not something that we blame. It's something we take ownership of because it's my belief that if I was in Adam's place, the temptation would have been great for me as well. And maybe I would have made, probably made the same decision as Adam did. However, that's the beauty of God's story is that he started at Genesis chapter one and you read page after page, millennia after millennia of God's redemption of man so that the sin nature doesn't have to be the only nature. The Bible says that whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed and the new has come. And so when Jesus comes into our lives, when we accept him as our Lord and Savior and we receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we are no longer ruled by our sin nature, but we are ruled by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit within us. We are driven to pursue Christ-likeness instead of responding to the sin of Adam within each of us. So the result of Adam's sin in each of us is death. And we see that played out as we continue to live in that sin. The choices that we make, we see it all over the world in the things that people do and the result it has on all of humanity. The things that I do and has a lasting result on my family. However, God in his grace says that's not the end of the story. The end of the story is not destruction, is not death. It is not sitting there in Adam's sin for all of eternity and paying as a result that there is an option and that option is Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15.22 says, In Adam all die. What a sobering sentence. However, that's just one sentence in God's grand story. Because the reality is, in Jesus, we find life. May that be a reminder for you today. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. And we'd love it if you can take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.